Hey out there in podcast land, welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we're looking at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Today we're on the 29th Psalm, and I'm going to read from two different versions, um, just because I think the second version makes it a little more palatable, what we're reading. And so I'll start off with the New International Version, and it reads, Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, and Siron like a young wild oak, ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry, Glory! The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with praise. Now I will read from the Living Bible. Praise the Lord, you angels of his. Praise his glory and his strength. Praise him for his majestic glory, the glory of his name. Come before him clothed in sacred garments. The voice of the Lord echoes from the clouds. The God of glory thunders through the skies. So powerful is his voice, so full of majesty. It breaks down the cedars. It splits the great trees of Lebanon. It makes Mount Lebanon and Mount Syrian. They leap and skip before him like young calves. The voice of the Lord thunders through the lightning. It resounds through the deserts and shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord spins and topples the mighty oaks. It strips the forest bare. They whirl and sway beneath the blast. But in his temple, all are praising. Glory, glory to the Lord. At the flood, the Lord showed his control over all creation. Now he continues to unveil his power. He will give his people strength. He will bless them with peace. Yes, 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 yes. Today we have a psalm of praise written by David. Finally, something other than a psalm of lament. I don't know about you, but I was beginning to think that we would never touch upon anything else. Those lamenting psalms were starting to weigh heavy on my soul. But God in his infinite wisdom has now put before us a song of praise and it lightens my heart and I hope it does you the same. So here we are. David is boasting on the Lord for all that he has done for him, right? And for being the great God that God is. David addresses God's sovereignty over heaven in verses 1 and 2. Then God's sovereignty over the earth through verses 3 and 10. And then God's sovereignty over mankind, which is verse 11. This psalm um, directs everything 
to give praise to the Lord of creation because he is God overall. There isn't anything that exists that God hasn't um, made. There isn't any place that God hasn't formed or anyone whom God doesn't know. God is sovereign. Now, I know sovereign is a word that we don't casually use here, at least here in America. Sovereignty means there isn't anything over it. It's like absolute authority. You could say independence, you know, to make it a lesser term. Like I could say in my house that I'm sovereign. I govern my home and I see as I see fit and there isn't anyone within my um, home who is above me. Of course, we know that God is above me. But in this illustration, I'm just speaking to the authority that I have in my home. Governments of countries are sovereign. Germany doesn't answer to Saudi Arabia or South Africa to Paraguay. Each has its own set of laws that govern them. That is why war is so fractious and so um, is the last resort, at least it should be, um, for countries because it requires other independent countries to get involved in another independent country's affairs. And we don't normally do that. But our God, in the very, he is the very definition of sovereignty because there is no one above him. The book starts and stops with him. And David in this psalm applauds this and invites us to celebrate God's sovereignty. Why should we celebrate this? For the non-believer, it would cause anger because they have grown accustomed to believing that mankind is the ultimate authority. They would dismiss our celebration as nonsense. They would hurl accusations about the state of the world and the wars and the injustice. If there was a God who had the ability to affect positive change, then why has he not done so? That's what they would say to us. But for us, the believers, we do celebrate and can celebrate the fact, in spite of all of the chaos, that we also bear witness to in this world. We are mature enough to know that God is God, even though we may not agree with how he chooses to exercise his will. We know that it is he who is doing the exercising. We can see God's hand moving in the midst of the chaos and in the evil and the sin of the world. We see God moving. Non-believers choose not to. Their eyes have scales on them like when Paul, when he came in contact with the living Christ and scales were on his eyes. And then when um, the gentleman came and prayed with him, the scales fell off. Then he was able to see. Non-believers can't see at times. And so that's why we pray for them, for their eyes to be open. But we see God in the midst of the crazy. We as mature Christians, you know, we have learned to look past our circumstances, to see God and to trust God. Therefore, we can absolutely celebrate God's sovereignty because we know that with him being in control, that ultimately things will, in his time, come to exactly how he has crafted it to be and that can bring peace to our souls will you celebrate the lord today to praise him for being above your chaos for him being above the pettiness of the day have you heard the term a sacrifice of praise before it means praising god when you don't feel like it or don't believe that there is much to praise him for. <laughs> like you've kind of gotten short-sighted about he woke you up, you have breath, you can eat, you know, those things. You just 
You don't feel like it. But because the Holy Spirit is working within you, you do praise God. Anyway, despite how you feel, that's a sacrifice of praise. And perhaps that's where you are today, caring for someone who is ungrateful or mean. Caring for someone who really never showed you any kindness at all. This is exactly, though, the time when you are to praise God. Your praise turns into something so special because you're praising him because of who he is, right? And because you know he deserves it. Your praise is a way of praising with an expectant heart that things will get better. It's different to praise when things are going good, right? Something altogether different to pray when they are praise when they are not. To praise God for his sovereignty, for him being good, for the things that he's done in the past. Just like Shadrach and Abednego when they were going into the um, the fire pit before, when they were going before the king, they were like, we know our God can deliver us, but even if he doesn't, we will not bow down to you. To me, I equate that with the type of praise. Yeah, things may not be going right. I may be tired of caregiving. I may be hurt seeing the state of my loved one. But I'm going to praise God anyway. Why? Because he is God. No matter if you're praising God because of something good or there's just calm in your life, which is absolutely something to pray about, or if all hell is breaking out in your world. Praise God today. Acknowledge who he is and then who he is to you. He deserves it. He's our God. Let's pray. Oh, holy and sovereign God, we acknowledge that there is no one above you. And we take delight in knowing that you are the ultimate authority. I come today, Father, on behalf of your podcast listeners on the things that they are going through in this life as caregivers. Today we're offering a sacrifice of praise. Our hearts are weary and tired. Our emotions have been run to a frazzle. Physically, we're weak. Spiritually, we're depleted. Yet we praise you for being the God who sits on high. But even though you sit on high, you still know all the things that are going on in our lives and that you care for us. Thank you for being that God who holds very creation in your hand. Thank you for being the God who loves us unconditionally. And thank you for being a God who is beyond anything that we can really define. We praise you, O oh Lord. We, your people, we praise you. And we thank you for in spite of what we may be going through, that you're still in charge. We offer a sacrifice of praise today because you deserve it, God, in your holiness, in your grandeur, in your majesty. We praise you and we celebrate your name on high. Jesus, our Savior, the one who died for us, who cleansed us of our sins, we celebrate him this day. 
thank you for making a bridge so that we could come to you. Thank you for begging us to come to you, pleading for us to come to you. Thank you for being an all-knowing God. Touch hearts today. Alleviate the pain that they're feeling, the emotional stress, the frustration, the anger. We leave it to you today, Lord. And we acknowledge how good and great you are. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, continue to offer sacrifices of praise today. I love you, but more importantly, God loves you. Now go and minister the act of caregiving. In the name of Jesus, bye.